0: Hey there everybody, and welcome to the Biathlon Podcast. It is Sunday, the 31st of January and I am your host Will Prov. Apologies for the lack of episodes lately. I've been sick as a dog lately and confined to bed for about a week now. I'm mostly back on track thankfully, and I've had some pretty good medicine with all the fantastic biathlon racing we've seen from the European Championships over in southwest Poland. Always a great chance to get a look at some uh, potential future stars of the sport and some names that you don't get to see quite so often. As a week of some pretty big surprises, so I'm going to be taking you through my five biggest shocks uh, from those championships. As always, get your comments and questions into thebiathlonpodcast at gmail.com or get in touch on Facebook. We started off the week with uh, the individual races. A couple of good ones there. Uh, one by Monica hojnish and andres Rastagoyevs. Perfect start to the championships when a home athlete gets a win. And hojnish who's had an up-and-down but a bit of a disappointing season, uh, putting that to right on home turf with a fabulous performance, uh, which should be great for her, of course, going into the world championships. On the men's side, after missing one early, Andres Rostogoyev was pretty much then a class apart from the field. We've said in World Cup races this season that when the Latvian's hitting 19 out of 20, for him it's kind of the equivalent of hitting 20 given how patchy his shooting form has been since he came into the sport really. Uh, We then moved on to the sprint races on Friday with an incredibly close race on the women's side. The top 5 split by just 12.3 seconds and the entire top 10 within half a minute of each other. Uh, The gold went to Baiba Bendika, the second gold of the championships for Latvia, who had a great time out there. Uh, She missed one on the stand, but had the ski speed to just pip Erdal of Norway and Shevchenko of Russia into second and third, both with clear shoots. On the men's side, it looked for so long as though Saeed Khalili would take home the win. He went off early and posted the best time from Bib 11. That was a time that stood for an age before Martin Jaeger of Switzerland came through to take the win by 7.3 seconds. Uh, Johannes Kern might be a bit annoyed with himself. He got a bronze medal in third, but with two misses uh, really threw away his chance to win in the range. A couple of absolutely fantastic pursuit races yesterday. Well worth a watch if you haven't already seen them. Uh, We started off with the women's pursuit and a five-way shootout for the win coming into the final standing shoot. Uh, We had Asna Skleda, uh, Erdal, Anderson, and Kuklina. They all missed, leaving the door open for Camilla Zuk, who'd battled all the way up from 18th place. She started 43.8 seconds down. Uh, She shot clear and took home the second gold medal for the home nation of Poland. Uh, Caroline Erdal and long-time leader Kuklina were going head-to-head for silver. Uh, The young Norwegian Erdal managed to break the Russian, and it looked like those were going to be the medals, but behind them, putting in an incredible effort to catch Kuklina, was Asna Skleda of Norway, closing 18 seconds on the Russian to snatch the bronze medal. And uh, almost taking off her teammate Erdal's head off uh, when she came in to celebrate. Sort of wrapped her around and almost, uh, almost took her took her down. Uh, the men's race then uh, that followed had a lot to live up to uh, after the drama and the women's race. And we had a very similar finish there. Six men came into the final shoot within 15 seconds of each other. All in with a chance of victory. It looked like Norway's Bogetvite was probably the danger man all race. He looked excellent on the skis. He ended up sending two wide in that final shoot. Johannes Kern, who I think was probably the pre-grace favourite starting in third, did likewise two wide for him, as did the sprint winner Martin Jaeger. Uh, Alexander fjeld Anderson, who's been a winner on the IBU Cup this year. We've seen him in uh, World Cups previously and obviously in the uh, European Championships last year where he got two bronze medals. Unfortunately for him, he had a complete meltdown, missing four shots to plummet unfortunately all the way down to 19th by the end. All those misses left the two old wise heads of Artem Prima and Michael Krichmeyer. They missed one apiece, but that was good enough to take the lead. Kritchmeyer then held on to the Ukrainian for grim death, but just couldn't keep up with Prima on the last lap. The Ukrainian took the victory, Krichmeier in second, and Norway's Bogetviet third. The championship's wrapped up today with the mixed relays. We had the single mixed up first, where the German duo of Stephanie Scherer and Justus Strelov took home a fantastic win for Germany. Uh, Emilia and Cloud went rampant on the final lap to reel in the Russian veteran Yevgeny Goranichev, taking silver for the French team, and Goranichev came home with the bronze for the Russians. Final race of the meet was the 4 by 6 km mixed relay, And it was job well done for the Norwegians as Sivet Bakken anchored them to a dominant win over the field. A bit of a shaky start when Kalkenberg went onto the penalty loop, um, but Skreda then skied a fantastic second leg to take the lead, and the experience of Erland Biontergaard and the speed of Bakken never really looked uh, looked troubled as they finished off. A thoroughly professional performance from the Norwegians, uh, getting their first gold medal of the championships. Germany took a nice second place, not really putting a foot wrong on any of their legs, and Ukraine took the bronze. So the final medal table was led by the home nation, which is good to see. Poland up there, sharing the spoils with the Latvian team. They had two goals, golds apiece. Uh, So they were the, the winners, but we're here to look at the biggest surprises. As I said, I've got five of them for you today. And let's start off with the men's races, where I was... Pretty shocked to see that we did not have a single individual medal for either of the Anderson brothers from Norway, Alexander and Philip, who've been lighting up the field in the IBU Cup races that we've had so far this season. We've had four races so far over in Arbor in Germany, and the brothers have won three of them, and we've not had a podium without seeing one or, one or the other of them up there. Uh, Philip's leading the overall IBU Cup standings at the moment. Um, but when it came to the championships, we unfortunately didn't see the best of them. Um, I personally hadn't seen a lot of Philip, so I was pretty excited to finally see him out there. And after his performances so far, I was expecting that we he might even be in with a a chance of seeing him in some World Cups towards the end of the season. Uh, he missed three targets in every race that he took part in, which a bit of a disappointment for him uh, and us watching. But just didn't uh, quite have the ski speed either that we saw over in Arbor. Of course, with the skiers from the World Cup dropping down into the European Championships, it is a stronger field. Um, but yeah, just a bit of a drop off from both of the uh, the brothers there. I think the the individual for me was the the tough one, f- opening race of the championships. And uh, Philip Field Anderson was flying along. He was leading the field as he came into the last shoot. Uh, I think the win was already really going to um who was just skiing so much faster than everyone else. Uh, had already finished by that point. But Vjeld Anderson came in. Second place was definitely there for the youngster. But as I mentioned, three misses on that final shoot. Really tough way to open up the championships. He did bounce back well in the pursuit, though. Fantastic skiing on the final lap. Um, that got him from 14th to start all the way up to 5th place. I'd already mentioned Alexander Field-Anderson's troubled in the pursuit, so we'll uh, leave that in the review. Uh, But that did as well follow five missed in the individual for him. Tough championships for both of the brothers, but I think they'll have their day in the future. We've already seen Alexander's class in the World Cups already this year. He got 12th in the Wilson mass start, uh, and I expect we'll see more of him on that level again. They're such a strong team. In Norway, uh, we've already talked about Bakken in the relay, uh, guard. It's crazy trying to get a, a place in that World Cup team. Very tough to come by. Uh, my second surprise, and I think probably the biggest individual shock of the championships, came from that wonderful performance from Martin Jaeger in the men's sprint. Really lighting up the uh, the sort of middle to later stages of that race from bib number seventy two. Uh, I'm sure everyone watching. Well, minus, uh, minus Khalili and the Russian fans and coaches, of course. But I think everyone else was willing Jaeger forward over that final lap. He'd uh, come out of the last shoot 3.8 seconds down on Khalili. And with fairly similar ski speeds, as far as uh, I can tell, it was it was pretty pretty much too close to call at that point. But By the next checkpoint, he'd just snuck ahead by a tenth of a second, gritted his teeth, and managed to build on that, and take home the win. Second win of his career at IBU Cup level, and without doubt the biggest win. Uh, great to see it from him. He's 33 years old now, Jaeger. Um, and you sort of used to see that name. For some reason it always pops out to me as a name. So you you sort of saw him at World Cup level a fair amount. But he hasn't been making these, uh, those Swiss teams a lot recently. So nice to see him on top of the podium. In the women's races, I think the biggest surprise has been probably been the lack of success from russia's women's team just two bronze medal for them and i think we were all expecting better than that from uh from them they've had some fantastic results in the ibu cup so far um the trio of akimova vanetskova and shevchenko um have been taking wins and podiums sort of non-stop and by no means disgracing themselves in these championships but it's uh Really, just a story of what could have been, rather than what was. Uh, especially for Larissa Kuklina, dropping down from World Cup level, she finished third in the individual, which is a good start. Just 15.5 seconds off the lead uh, in that individual, though. Uh, she'll have um, she'll have hoped for better than that. She was then fourth in the sprint, this time just 11.9 seconds off the gold, missing out completely off the podium. Then fourth again in the pursuit after leading... She led by as much as half a minute over the field. Uh, that was about halfway through the race. Uh, so a third and two fourths for Kuklina, but just so close to being so much better than that. Uh, she was then maybe let down a little bit, unfortunately, by her teammate, uh, the I mean, massively experienced Yevgeny Goranachev in the single-mix relay. She handed over on the last change in first place, but Goranachev struggling on the skis and well in the range as well really he only converted that into a another bronze for her so two medals from the championships but really when you look at it a couple of those could easily have been golds and uh and a couple of those could have been fourths converting into podiums my next surprise came in that same single mixed relay and an absolutely outstanding performance from that german team when the lineups were announced uh i sort of Had a quick look at who I thought the favourites were, and the Germans, I think at best I would have put them as the fourth strongest team on paper, behind the Norwegians, Russians and French, and then you could have taken your pick between them and the Swedes. Uh, But Stephanie Scherer and uh, Justus Strelov, both skiing absolutely fantastically and brilliant on the range, just five misses from them, five spares needed. They'd had steady championships, both of them. They'd each got a seventh in the individual races, but up against far more experienced rivals, they were just completely unflappable. Strelov, uh, especially on that final shoot, going head-to-head with Goranachev, nailing all ten without a spare needed. Uh, it's just great to watch, great racing. If I'm perfectly honest, I don't think we'll be seeing them racing in the World Cups anytime soon, necessarily, but they're both just 24 years old, so some, uh, some much-needed depth in that German squad. They'll be waiting for their chance on the big stage. Last surprise of the championships, and I'm going to that very last race uh, that just finished up today. They didn't get a medal, but it was an absolutely standout performance from the Lithuanian team. Now, the great Mike Dixon on UK commentary did predict that they could be in the running, and just five spares needed from them for that fourth place overall uh, their anchorman Strolea was pumping his fist when he came over the line, as if they'd won the gold. Uh, so you could see just how much it meant to the team. Ranked twenty first going into the race, uh, that is a little bit of a smokescreen because they had brought in athletes from the World Cup. Um, so they they shouldn't really you shouldn't have seen them as the twenty first best team by any means. But great work from them nonetheless. Uh, also, Austria, I think, deserves some love in that race. Only three spares needed in the entire race. Three of their athletes going clear. Uh, the the one just needing, uh, needing three there on the third leg. Fantastic work from Austria. Great work from Lithuania. And uh, for a race that wasn't that close, very enjoyable nonetheless, uh, that mixed relay. A couple of other points before I go. I'm going to start off uh, just a quick note for my US listeners. Unfortunately, not a huge amount to cheer about in the uh, championships for them, but I do want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Madeleine Faneuf, who I thought was absolutely fantastic in the single-mixed relay. She didn't have fantastic runouts in the individual races, but did absolutely brilliantly to hand over on the final leg in third place. just two spares needed from 20 shots. And I, as I was watching it, I was wondering whether that might be enough to... Maybe try to elbow her way into the, the World Cup relay team uh on the women's side. It'd be tough, but I think there's a decision there to be made uh between her and maybe Deirdre Irwin, uh in that uh, in that women's relay team. So yeah, doing herself uh doing herself justice in that race and, and hopefully we'll see some more from Fan Earth there. For the UK fans, uh we unfortunately didn't have much to uh much to watch, not much screen time for the UK team unfortunately. Tough day today in the single-mix relay for Pendry and Fountain. Uh, They were lapped early on the third leg. Uh, Amanda Lightfoot with a top 50 in the individual race, Um, but I think she might have hoped for better shooting, uh, missing four on the day there, but decent ski speed from her, so hopefully we'll get a good showing in Pocjuka. And lastly, just another little update on Sweden's Stina Nielsen, the greatest cross-country skier to ever make the switch to biathlon, had an okay week. Nothing really to to stand out uh, as she continues to find her feet in the sport. Better work with the rifle in the sprint as she shot 80%. Just the two misses for her there. She finished 42nd, though. Tougher day in the range in the pursuit. She missed six, but a big improvement on the skis. She had the fourth quickest course time um, after just a 29th quickest course time in the sprint. Uh, She did get as high as 15th uh, as she came into the second shoot then faded as the misses started to come thick and fast. She finished 38th though. There was a little bit of talk and commentary that the Swedish coaches were open to the potential of taking her over to the World Championships based on uh, her performances there in Poland. I think that still feels quite a long way off. It doesn't seem like that's on the cards this year. But she is coming back from injury, obviously learning a new discipline with the rifle. Um, So some progress there and, uh, and definite hope for the Swedish team. Because if she puts it all together, then I think we're looking at a potential World Cup winner without doubt. Um, it's a quick episode today. I think that will do us. I'll see you next weekend for the World Championships preview before it all kicks off on February the 10th. From when I'll be trying to bring you daily updates on all the action over there in Pokyuka Before then, stay safe and happy, and I'll see you down the road. Thanks for listening.